Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. We're in this series, Fit to Fight, about the armor of God. In Ephesians 6:14, it says, "Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about this last week, that belt of truth, holding that armor together, holding your pants up, making sure you're ready and everything's held together. Again, I wear a belt all the time. I don't know how these kids don't wear belts, but you know, at some point you grow out of the elastic pants and then you just need, an, you just need a belt. But and the breastplate of righteousness, that righteousness that God, um, that it's a imputed, meaning it was freely given and something that we cannot attain, attain that righteousness being brought into Christ with what he has done with us on the cross and the imparted righteousness, which is what the Holy Spirit brings to us, that we can walk in righteousness because of him. Not that we could do it ourselves, but because of him. So that is what we talked about last week. And this week, in verse 15, it says, "...in having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace." And I want to start here, just I'm going to explain these words just a little bit, um, you know, like I like to do. And uh, starting with peace, and this word is arene. And it means uh, of Christianity, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. The tranquility of a soul assured of salvation through Christ. So, and I went a little bit deeper here, okay? You guys got to follow me. It's not going to be super, super deep, but... I don't know. I just love to like get these things out out of the words, and uh, this this is a this word peace. This arene is uh, an a noun, and the it's an accusatory noun. And in the explanation there, it says it's like you know when like if the disciples were to go to show Jesus a building, the wall of this, this is the wall of this building. This is what it is. This is a carpet on the stage. It's here, and you cannot deny it. And so it's the same on this piece. This is peace, and you cannot deny it. You can't change it. You can't call it something different. It is what it is. And this arene is in present tense. Um, there's there's these two parts of this word, and I'm not going to go into the different parts, but but this part, it, it pulls in this present tense, which represents a statement of fact or reality viewed as occurring in actual time. So I'm, I'm thinking about this, this word here, arene, and, and it's this thing that is, This peace, you can't deny it, you can't change it, you can't call it something different, it is what it is. And it is the salvation of God, the assurance 
of salvation of who he is. And it is in our present tense. Now, of course, there is this peace that comes, this knowing that we will be with him in heaven. But, but it is here with us now. It's not just something far off. Yes, someday I'll have peace. I know because I feel this sometimes too, even recently. It's like, yeah, someday there'll be peace, but there's not now. Someday I'll come to the point, and maybe it's when I go to meet Jesus in heaven, but it's not now. But that is not what this peace is. And what is being spoken about here, having shod with the preparation of peace. Now, this word shod, hupodeo, it means to underbind or to bind under oneself, to bind on. So, shod, because I don't know if you're like me, and I was just kind of like, what exactly does shod mean? I don't use that word ever, you know? And I've heard it, you know, I mean, I've read it in the Bible before, but like, what does it mean? And whenever I, I read that definition, it's like, I don't, I don't think about just like putting shoes on because, you know, I've had shoes. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I've had shoes that the laces break. Did I just go into a barrel? Okay. Like the laces on my shoes have broken before, you know? Like you tie those laces up. These laces are, um, you know, kind of strong, but they're not going to hold up very long. And, and I'm thinking about that word, hupideo, to shod. And I'm like, I just imagine that it's saying to us, bind on your feet, underneath your feet, this preparation of peach, peace, not peaches, bind this preparation of peace. Wrap your feet up with rope and I don't know, wire, whatever it is, that it's bound on you, that this peace that we've just talked about, that it is bound to our feet. And it won't come off. It's not going anywhere. This word prepar- or preparation. Hedemaseah. Easily enough, it's the act of preparing. Or the condition of a person or thing so far forth as prepared, preparedness or readiness. It's pretty, pretty simple definition. But it's interesting that in this scripture, he's saying that we wrap around our feet, that we tie up, that we bind up around our feet this peace. But not just this peace, but the preparation of this peace. And what is it like being prepared for peace? And there's a couple of things in this. I'm going to go way you know, further down in this. But I just, I'm just thinking about this. You know, sometimes we come to the point that we're like, I just want peace. But what have we done to prepare for it? What have we done that has brought us into, that would have brought us in to a place where we are walking in peace? 
And we're going around acting all crazy and doing stupid stuff or whatever. I'm not saying you are, but, you know, I mean, we all kind of do sometimes. Or complaining or talking negatively to ourselves. This is just this is all your fault, you know. I mean, I'm saying like we're looking in a mirror, you know, and just like it's just all. I told you I didn't talk in the mirror to myself, and I really don't. But just imagine. You know, we do all these things, and then we come to this place, and we don't have a peace in us, but we haven't prepared for it. We haven't gotten ready for that place of peace. So this gospel, you know, of course, this is the gospel In this scripture, this is not the point where they're talking about the gospel, the word of God. This is the gospel of peace. It's this this facet of this word of God. It's this piece of this word of God. Peace of, you know, this piece is a piece of the word of God. And what it is, is the result, they're talking about the result of the gospel. The result of what happened because of what Christ did for us coming to the earth, coming down here, being fully man and fully God and coming and walking on this earth going through the things that we went through, and then going to the cross for us and taking on himself all that we deserved so that we could not, so that we didn't have to take those things ourselves, and he was that propitiation for us. And the result is a peace that we can have because we have him. So when it's talking about this gospel of peace, it's talking about what we can stand in because of what Christ has done for us. But the scripture is taking it even just a little bit further and it because it's talking about this in the midst of warfare. It's not just this peace that we can have because now we're in this relationship with God. Now we have accepted Christ as our Lord and our Savior and now I have this peace. And we do have that. But they're taking it a step further. He's taking it a step further and saying, in the midst of warfare, you can have this peace. In the midst of trials and tribulations, this peace is here. Now, of course, again, like I said, he's telling us to bind up our feet with preparation of that gospel of peace. To walk in it. You know, like I said last week, is that this... The armor that knights wore, that they were constantly working on it, constantly doing things, whether it's shining it up or getting out the dings and the dents from the last, you know, conflict they were in or whatever, they were constantly working 
on it. And I take this preparation of peace in that way that, that you are coming into that presence of God. You're coming into that place where you're understanding what Christ did for you and you're walking in it every day and you're tightening up those laces. I'm, I'm not letting this piece get away from the bottom of my feet. I, it's not going anywhere. I need to check my laces. I need to check to make sure my shoes aren't coming untied. I'm going to tighten those things up. In Ephesians 2 and verse, starting in verse 13, Paul kind of, he starts to develop this, um, this gospel of peace for us. He's, he's kind of pulling it out and unwinding what this gospel of peace is. And it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Those that were far off have now been brought in close and near. How did they have that happen? By the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. That there's no separation now, that we aren't separated from him like we were, but we have been brought in one close. There's no wall in between us anymore, but now we're together. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of the commandments contained in ordinance so as to create in himself one new man from the two. Thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby, thereby putting to death the enmity. That, that conflict, that enmity, that fighting that our flesh had with God that was, that was opposed to it. It's like two magnets, right? You, get, you turn them the wrong way and they are not touching. They are pushing away from each other. That's that enmity, that our sinful flesh, who we were, was pushing away from God. It was constant. It, it, there's this thing that it just won't come together, but he broke down that wall, is what it says, that he tore that down. Thus making peace that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. See, this is the good news. This is that gospel of peace, that he, what he did on the cross, that he was our peace, that he preached to us the our, that peace, that he brought that peace, not, not only that he was that peace, but that he brought that peace to us and gave it to us. That because of him, we can have that peace. That's the gospel of peace. 
So putting on this armor of God. In Ephesians 6, 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. He's building up this moment. And, and, you know, it's interesting that he's talking about peace, like I said, in the midst of warfare, in the midst of spiritual warfare. And this craziness, this stuff is happening. It's not that stuff won't happen is what he's saying. There's stuff going on all around us, and it's going to continue to go on all around us, but it doesn't have to go on in us. That that doesn't have to affect us. That doesn't have to get in us. Because what Christ has brought to us is that gospel of peace. And a couple of things in this is it just is that life is war. We want to think life is it is just this, you know. It's going to be perfect. You know, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be easy. And God does bring us into those places where we just like, how did this happen? It just happened, and, and, and things are going so well, and, and, and he's been blessing me, and, and he's just given me this joy and this peace, and we have that. But that doesn't mean that there is not a war raging around us, that there's not spiritual warfare going on in the world around us. And he says this war is against supernatural evil powers. And it's interesting that he says this. You know, he's like, this war is a spiritual war. And you're like, hey, dude, you know, you've been imprisoned. You've been beaten up. You've been ridiculed and yelled at. And all that stuff isn't isn't spiritual warfare per se. It's, it's not, you know, that you're being attacked by an evil spirit. You're being attacked by people in the flesh and the blood. The people are coming and attacking you. But what he's saying is we have to understand that it isn't those people that are pursuing this. It's the spirit world, the evil that is behind it, that is pursuing it because they don't want you to have peace, this gospel of peace. So he's just bypassing what's happening in the flesh and going straight to the source. He says, look, there's stuff. You might have somebody say something bad to you. You might have somebody be mean to you or ridicule you ridicule you or persecute you or any of these things. But we don't need to be worried about that person, really. What we need to be worried about is the thing that is causing it that's behind it. Which is what he's talking about, that spiritual warfare 
and that evil that's behind it. Another thing that's interesting is he's really trying to tell us that there's a danger in falling in this battle. Because in verse 13, he says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. He's he's telling us something. He's like, listen, you have to understand that you're going to have to stand to make sure that you stand and don't fall. The problem that we're going to have is if we're not prepared, that if we haven't taken up this whole armor of God, it's not just kind of like, oh, yeah, I tripped and I'm going to just get right back up. No, it's a help. I've fallen and I can't get back up. You know, it's like I need one of those life alert. It's like, help. He's saying we have to understand these things because we have to put on the whole armor of God. And what I'm talking to you about, he's saying, is is that we need to be prepared and covered by the armor of God because there is going to be an attack. But I want you to be able to stand in the midst of the attack and not be affected by it. I want you to stand there. Remember, like I said yesterday, be just like, what? Like, This isn't going to affect me. This isn't going to get in here because I've got the armor of God on. Stand, therefore. Stand. And God's given us what we need to stand in this armor. So, having our feet shod, bound with preparation, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He's talking about, this this word means a readiness. And saying having this gospel of peace, but not just this gospel of peace, but this readiness and preparation of the gospel of peace bound to your feet. And really studying in this, you, you can kind of see that he's not even, I, let me put it this way. I take it that there is multiple things that he's talking about. Because I, I want to take this in a way, and I believe there's something about being prepared. That it's not just today, I'm coming into this spiritual warfare and I'm going to like try to find my shoes of peace and put them on before something happens. No, I have had them put on. I have been walking in them. I've been making sure they're tied up tight. But also when it talks about this readiness and preparation, that, that in other places it talks about the walk that we are walking and bringing it to other people. That this isn't something that, yeah, like I I have the gospel of peace wrapped up around me, around my feet, and so I'm walking in his peace or I'm just standing in his peace. 
But no, it's a, it's a being ready to move, a readiness, a ready to go when he says go, a ready to talk when he says talk, a ready to share what that peace is that has come to you, to somebody else that needs it in that moment that God is bringing you to, a readiness to move. And this really relates to this, this uh, verse in the Old Testament in Isaiah 52, 7. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. See, in this is that same subject, and it's saying the one who, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings that good news. It's talking about feet. It's talking about the good news and one who proclaims peace. It's not just about having peace, but we need to proclaim peace. But again, how am I to proclaim it whenever I don't have it? You know, I got to have this gospel of peace stuck to my feet so that whenever I am coming out to the place where there isn't peace, that I can proclaim it to those that need it. And this scripture is saying how beautiful it is. Like, I, I want to see that. I want to walk out into some mess and see the beauty of the peace, the gospel of peace, come into the situation. That I got that bound up on my feet, that gospel of peace bound up, and I'm walking in it. You know what it makes me think of also in Joshua? Where God speaks and he says, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, shall go, I have given you. I've given it to you. And I think about the gospel of peace on our feet. And I'm saying, every place your feet go, I'm giving it to you. And I'm thinking, when I walk around with this peace, that he is giving us command of that room, for us to bring peace into that situation. You know, not to walk in and be like, you know, scared. And like, hey guys, you should have some peace. But no, we're so prepared. We're so prepared that we walk in and be like, there's peace. There's peace here because he has given us peace and I am wrapped up, my feet are wrapped up in this gospel of peace and I walked in here so there is peace in the room. You can't deny it. Not that I did anything, not that you are the one doing anything, but being prepared and having that peace with you and then him giving you those places where the soles of your foot tread, and you could just walk in the room and be like, look, I just brought God's peace here. 
It wasn't me, but I brought him with me. You better watch out because there's peace coming into this place. <laughs> the first Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense. It's the same preparation, readiness. Always be ready, prepared to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. He's saying that same thing. He's like, listen, be prepared, be ready to give account, to give somebody an understanding, to talk to them about the peace that you found about the peace that you are walking in even in the midst of the crazy situation that's going on around you. Be ready to share with somebody because they're going to ask, how are you walking in so much peace when all this stuff is going on? And what are you going to say? Always be ready. To give defense to everyone who asks. A reason to that hope or that peace. Really, that peace is from the hope of what Christ did. Be ready to give an account. The armor of God is given to us as believers to help us stand against the devil. That we stand, right? Stand, therefore. That I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to lay around and be lazy. You know, I was sharing in the huddle with our team before the service about just some things that I, that I had been reading. And about the, the, one of the things was about how the church is, is not just like any other organization, and there are some other organizations, most of them are Christian, that, that have this similarity, but it's not just about the input and the outputs, you know, the coming in and the, and the going out, but it's about the impact that we have in the world around us, that it's not just about us coming into the church and hearing a good word, hopefully you're gonna, you know, or just being able to worship or sing some songs. That's not what this, that's not what this is about. This is about impact. This is about change happening everywhere that we step. That things change, that there's impact that happens in our workplace, in our school, in the grocery store, or wherever, in our city, in the world. Around. This is about impact. That the world has changed. And I also shared this, it was a quote, and I won't be able to quote it verbatim, but basically what it said was, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill, and he, and he said that he was talking about how when the Holy Spirit came 
the book of Acts, the disciples, there was 120 there, and he's like, to see that 120 ended up changing. There was the impact that happened because of what happened in them and that receiving of the Holy Spirit that it impacted everyone that they came into contact with and it changed the world. And he said, but the thing that's, I don't know exactly how he said it, that, that, I, that I'm sad about or something that is sad to see is that there's probably 120 churches in a city that nobody even knows that they're there. Nobody even knows who they are. And when we're talking about this armor of God being fit to fight, yes, it's about that protection. It's a defensive armor. But best defense is an offense. Like I'm not going out looking for a fight, but I'm going out and going to knock down anything that stands in the way of what God wants to do in my life, in the person's life that I come into contact with. It's there. I'm going to go. I'm going to walk forward. We are going to stand, yes, to not fall, but we are going to be prepared and ready to walk in this gospel of what God has called us to, to move forward when he says move forward, to step into that crazy situation whenever it needs peace, and we've brought the peace that we are ready and prepared. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.